Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now in the final chapter of the book of Ruth. In this section, Boaz, being a man of his word, is speaking to the nearer kinsman to find out what his plans are as far as Naomi's property. But let's listen to God's word. Boaz went to the town gates and took a seat there. Just then, the family redeemer he had mentioned came by. So Boaz called out to him, Come over here and sit down, friend. I want to talk to you. So they sat down together. Then Boaz called ten leaders from the town and asked them to sit as witnesses. And Boaz said to the family redeemer, You know Naomi, who came back from Moab? She is selling the land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should speak to you about it so that you can redeem it if you wish. If you want the land, then buy it here in the presence of these witnesses. But if you do not want it, let me know right away because I'm next in line to redeem after you. The man replied, All right, I'll redeem it. Again, this is Ruth chapter 4, verses 1 through 4 in the New Living Translation, which titles this, uh, Boaz Marries Ruth. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. We're at an interesting section in the book of Ruth, chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Of course, Boaz had already let Ruth know that you have a closer kinsman. And in this section, he's um, asking the kinsman, all right, are you willing to purchase Naomi's uh, property? And let's listen to what the commentaries have to say. They met in the uh, city gate, at the city gate, or the town gate, which was the social hub of the city. The city gate was a kind of outdoor court, the place where judicial matters were resolved by the elders and those who had earned the confidence and respect of the people, a place for business and as a kind of forum or public meeting place. So you can imagine that Boaz has some authority. He's sitting at this, um, the city gate when this kinsman passed by and he just calls him and said, Look, hey, let's have this little conversation right quick. People pass through the gate on their way to the fields or to the threshing floors. The gate was a marketplace, a place of assembly where even prophets would speak and the location where city elders or kings made legal rulings. And we've seen these kind of situations in movies. I know I have. I like a lot of those old movies. But back to the commentaries. 
by presenting the situation before the city elders, Boaz acts in accordance with the procedures of the Levirate law outlined in Deuteronomy 25, verses 5 through 10. And this is the law where the, uh, the uh, widow can marry either a brother or cousin or, and you know, it goes down the line of the list of people who can marry the widow and that's the kinsman, that's their redeemer. So, of course, Boaz knows the law because, you know, this is where he's from. Ruth doesn't know. She's from a whole different country. But anyway, initially, Boaz did not mention Ruth. He simply focuses on the land. A redeemer was responsible for buying back the land and keeping it in the family. And I found so much interesting information about that. So let me go ahead and keep going. The man initially agreed to redeem the land without knowing about Ruth. So that's why I said uh, an interesting twist in the story. So there is another possible suitor. But as we'll find out tomorrow, I'm not going to give it away. Well, you already know Boaz is going to marry Ruth. So even though there is another possible suitor, the uh, Boaz is going to be the, the husband. But anyway, he probably recognizes this as an opportunity to make a good investment. That's the other kinsman. When Israel came into the promised land during the days of Joshua, the land was divided among the tribes and then among the family groups. God intended that the land stay within those tribes and family groups so the land could never permanently be sold. Every 50 years, it had to be returned to the original family group. And that's according to Leviticus chapter 25, verses 8 through 17. But 50 years is a long time, and it really is. Because I look at our family, how the things that my parents have built, even though my father's business is still there, you know, we no longer have our family home because that was sold. So we can understand, I can see this, that, you know, God made this provision so that families would not lose, you know, what they've invested in. But again, I digress. Let me go back. So God made provision for the land that was sold that it might be redeemed back to the family by the kinsman redeemer. Again, the kinsman redeemer had the responsibility to protect the person's property and posterity of the larger family. And all of those, uh, these duties went, and all of these duties went together. Okay, so the kinsman redeemer was responsible for the person's property and posterity, meaning the generations that came from their loins from their, you know, children. Certainly Ruth and Naomi were watching and listening. And how do you think their heart felt? It must have sunk when they heard the nearer kinsman say, I will redeem it. They heard from, from his own lips that he would exercise his rights as the kinsman redeemer. And that meant that he would gain not only the property in question, but also marry Ruth instead of Boaz. But Boaz never exactly uh, knew exactly what he was doing. And he had the situation under control, as does God in all of our lives and all of our situations. Let's pray. Mm -hmm.
Father, we thank you that we have a Redeemer, and his name is Jesus Christ. We thank you for his him dying on the cross for our sins. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to be our guide and our, our paraclete to go alongside of us. God, as we continue in the book of Ruth, help us to make sure that we rightly divide the word, that there's not nothing added or taken away. And God, we thank you as we uh, see how you put everything in order. While Ruth and Naomi are waiting to find out what's going to happen, you already know the end before the beginning. And we thank you for that because we know because of your hand, this is the line that our Savior comes through. And we thank you for that. God bless those who need you in a special way. There are so many prayer needs. You are, you know that because you're God and you're omniscient. You're omnipresent. You know everything. And we praise uh, you for answered prayer as those who seek you, find you, those who need you. All they have to do is step out on faith and accept the uh, calling that you've placed in their heart in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray that you uproot fear. Anything that's not like you, anything that's attacking our mind, please remove it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we're thanking you in advance as we walk and receive your spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.